0: Welcome, I'm Johan Nilsson, And I'm Lincoln Murphy. And this is Impact Weekly. We're here to help you make your customers successful. Each week, we answer your most pressing customer success management questions by relying on our years of experience with companies around the world. Let's get this going. Hey, Lincoln here. This is part two of the epic conversation Johan and I had where we addressed this question from a listener. How can customers see the value in being advocates? What's in it for the customer? If you haven't listened to part one, definitely do that so you can get all the context of this awesome conversation. All right, here we go with part two. We start this episode off with my examples of earned versus incentivized advocacy and then get into the new stuff. Oh, and don't forget, our brand new two-week intensive advocacy program at Impact Academy starts November 27th, 2023. The link to sign up is in the show notes. Let's go. Imagine this. You go to a customer that just achieved the goal that they set out to accomplish from the very beginning. So this is great. This is something to celebrate. So you let them know that, hey, I just saw that you hit this result that you were looking for. Congratulations. I know how important it was when you guys were looking for a CRM solution and you were checking out different review sites. And I know that was really helpful in you making your decision. I think it would be fantastic now that you've actually gotten the result that you were looking for here if you could leave a review for us on this site. You don't have to, of course, but I think it would be really helpful for your peers that are also looking to make a decision on a new CRM product. Okay. Mm -hmm. So they do, they leave the review and you go to them and you say, okay, I just have to tell you, I read the review and that was amazing. In fact, we were talking about it internally and obviously you guys have been successful with us, but the way you talked about it, I think would be fantastic for you to share your story on stage at our event. We're we're putting together a panel of customers. We would love to have you participate. What do you think? Now you have a customer who's going to go on stage at your event and talk Mm. about their success with your product. Yeah. That's fantastic. That is all earned advocacy. That was based on the customer wanting to share their story. Mm. Now let's, let's change it a little bit. Yes. Let's say... You see this same customer. Maybe you see that they achieved their goal and you go to them and you say, it's so fantastic that you have accomplished your goal with us. I would love to offer you a spot on stage at our upcoming event. If you could just leave us a positive review first, then I could open (laughs) that spot up to you. Like what? Oh man. So You just took a customer that was successful, that probably had very positive feelings about you. Yeah. You just ruined it. So good luck with that. Right? So that's the difference. Yes. You can come in with a strong arm incentive or you can work them through a couple of steps here. And now you have a customer that is willing to get on stage with a room full of maybe prospective customers, tell their story. And it's all about them. They made this decision. Yes. They feel good about it. Oh yeah. That's a so, great one. Yeah, it's a great example. It's... Yeah. Yeah. And
1: I think this is also part of the work we have to do to get more advocates or advocacies is to think through how we phrase this and how we make the ask in a good way. Because you, you show you share two very different examples with very different outcomes, I would say, in 99% of the cases. Mm -hmm. And it's just about the phrasing and the timing and how you make the ask, actually. I I think a lot of people do surveys and and a lot of us do MPS surveys.
0: um, And and
1: isn't that also an opportunity to get more views?
0: Oh, absolutely. If you have followed my work for a while, you may know that I'm not the biggest fan of NPS, it, it, really what that means is I just don't see it as like the main thing that we should be focused on. It's just another input, right? It's just, yes. It's, it's, it can be valuable, but we need to look at it the right way. NPS stands for Net Promoter System or Net Promoter Score. And I think the thing that people miss is, is the promoter part. And what I mean is when the question, the NPS question is some form of how likely are you to tell a friend about our product? And it really measures the experience that the customer has with us. So it's more of a CSAT score. It doesn't necessarily correlate to whether or not they achieve their goal, but it's how likely are you to tell a friend? If they give us a high score, all they did was raise their hand and say, I'm likely to tell a friend. They didn't actually tell a friend. But most of the time, and one of the reasons I think NPS is, is often not super useful, isn't the fact that NPS itself isn't super useful. It's just how companies use it. Mm. When the only scores that they pay attention to, when they even pay attention to any of the the, the results that they get back, the, the only thing they pay attention to is when a customer gives a low score. Right. They freak out. Oh my gosh, this customer gave us a low score. We got to intervene and figure out what's going on. That's not wrong. I'm, no. I'm not saying don't do that. But they will tend to ignore the customers who gave a high score, who raised their hand and said, I would, I'll spread the good word, but they didn't because they didn't yeah. know what to do or what's the next step what am I supposed right. to do? And so if nothing else, if somebody gives you a high score on an NPS survey, you should follow that up and say, Hey, I saw that you gave us a, a, a high score. And assuming mm. there aren't some open-ended questions also on the survey that, that would give context, you could say something like, that's fantastic. Thank you so much for that. I'm curious, what was the experience that, that made you give us that high score? So, you know, something like that. And then they'll respond and then you can say, oh man, that was, that's such a, I really appreciate you you saying that. That's so great to hear. Could we use that as a testimonial on our site? Or if we're trying to get reviews on third-party sites, could, would I know this is a, a lot to ask, but would you be willing to post that on this third-party review site? I think that would be really helpful to other people looking for a CRM solution. We took the high NPS score. We followed up with a question about their experience. Yeah. If they left the, by the way, if they already answered that in, in an open-ended question on the survey form, we take that, we say, I love what you wrote here. Would you be willing to post that on this third-party review site? So if they already did it, don't make them do it again. If they didn't ask the question, they'll just respond to you because we're just having a conversation. And then you can say would you be willing to put that somewhere so yeah it's just so nps isn't inherently bad it's just usually not used correctly and because we're human we tend to focus on negative things that's just the way we are and so when we when nps survey results come back we just spend time trying to work the negatives and turn them into <laughs> at least neutrals and we ignore the the positives and so i think we have an opportunity there with nps to to drive more more advocacy than we currently do. NPS is something that a lot of companies like you, you said use it, you know, that we send out a mm. lot. There is some sort of structure to this. There is some sort of operationalized yes. aspect of this already in place. It's just we don't follow through.
1: Yes. Right. Well, and and ask the question in the right way. I think you phrased it great there instead of just asking them to to share their experience or explain a little bit more why they gave the high score. Um, I think most of them that gave the high score would, would would do that, right? But you have to do it in the right way so. I, as well.
0: I This is one of those things where you have to remember that you're communicating with a human. You're yep. communicating with a busy human just trying to do right. their job. But I think part of being part of engaging with the human is making them feel seen and heard. And so if you say, Hey, because they took the time to fill yeah. out your, your little survey. So yeah. at least acknowledge it. Hey, thank yeah, you yeah. for this. And Oh, I actually read your response or Hey, I'm actually curious. What was the thing in your mind as you were giving us a tin? Like what was the thing that made you give us a tin? I'm just curious. Right, And then you can see if they would be willing to share that publicly. But here's the thing. And I, I think the question, again, what's in it for the customer to do this? I think we need to acknowledge that there. Or we need to talk about what's in it for them. Why would a customer want to be yeah. an advocate? I think a couple of things. One is so from the customer standpoint of being an advocate, there's... This idea that they are, and again, depending upon how you approach this, in the way that we've been talking about it, yeah, I want you to share your story. Yeah. I want you, customer, to help your peers make decisions, make a buying mm-hmm. decision. I want you to share your success. I want you to talk about the challenges you had and how you overcame them. I want you to talk about yourself. So right there, like that's, most people love talking about themselves. So you're going to give me some Mm. sort of platform to talk about myself. I'm definitely going to do that. And then in the process, I'm going to be talking about my success and I'm organically going to talk about my success that was accomplished through your product or service Mm. because I'm going to feel as a customer, I'm going to feel obviously some obligation here to include you, (laughs) your product or service, because that's what we're talking about here. Of course, if we're doing a a case study or really talking about a particular use case that's very tightly coupled with the product itself, then that's just obviously going to be a part of it. But if I'm just Mm -hmm. talking about how we achieved our revenue goals, I could simply talk about how we did that through improved sales processes, but because... I'm working with my CRM vendor on this. I'm going to pepper in that, that it, it was the CRM also helped me do that. So that's just going to happen. I'm going to feel good about myself in sharing these things. And I'm also then, because of, again, going back to Cialdini's work, I'm now going to be like a stronger advocate because I yes. advocated. I'm invoking consistency and commitment here because I've publicly yeah. advocated for your product now I'm going to become an even more consistent advocate for that yeah. so you're going to probably be able to come back to me and ask for other other advocacy engagements going forward but and that's
1: I think that's really important back to this like why maybe customer success uh, don't I we talked about that perhaps customer success don't see how advocacy is going to help them in their work with customers but this example you share now, where you actually, if you, are, if you advocate for the product, you will actually want to be consistent with that. In most cases, I think my experience is, uh, I think as well yours, is that customers that become advocates and, and do stand on stage and share, share the success, uh, they will actually become even more
0: of an advocate for you. Absolutely. Time. Yeah. They will talk about you. When you aren't even involved, like they will talk about you at events that are not yours. They will write about you in on LinkedIn or whatever. Absolutely. It's, it's a really interesting thing. Consistency and commitment is a very powerful concept in the way that our brains work and it absolutely fits here. So you're right. It's a really, it's a really interesting thing. And of course the other, so going back to your point about customer success saying, "I, I don't understand how this helps me to what you just said. Of course, having a customer that is now even more committed to mm. you, even if, so if this customer, we're talking, we say customer, but it's really a person at the customer company, right? When they change jobs,
1: now yeah. they're
0: going to bring you with them, right? Mm-hmm. Because they're still, their commitment to you as the vendor doesn't change because they switch jobs. So now they're going to bring you with them there. And so this is, this is how it impacts yeah. customer success from your customer being an advocate for you but on the flip side when your customer advocates for you and a new prospective customer sees that advocacy Mm. and uses that to help them make the buying decision that customer is going to come in and be a stronger customer they're going to stay longer they're probably going to expand more they're going to themselves become advocates Here's the, the reality: is there's not a lot of empirical evidence on this. Not a lot of research. Influitive, which is a company that does incentivized advocacy, did some research on this. I think McKinsey did some research, but there's not a ton out there. But anecdotally, mm. your experience, my experience across hundreds of companies is that customers that come in through some sort of advocacy are better customers, and then your mm. customers that are advocates are better customers, and so in terms of how this impacts customer success, like this is all a really positive thing. Absolutely. But you can't just yes. do this as like a one-off campaign. No. You can't just blast your entire customer list right. and say, give us a review. This has to be a defined process. This has to be taken seriously, just like anything else. One, one suggestion is make sure you don't ask unsuccessful customers to advocate for you. Oh. Don't ignore unsuccessful customers. You should engage them to try to make them successful, but don't ask them to be an advocate for you. Just make sure you're actually being thoughtful about all of this. And honestly, if you have customers that have been an advocate for you, they maybe they give you references. And so every once in a while, you have them talk to a prospective customer, mm. check their their customer record, check check the your CSM platform, check start deliver, make sure that they're healthy, make sure that Everything is cool before you ask them to be a reference for you again. Yeah. Because I've actually been in the room when a request was being made of a customer and the customer was angry oh. because they said, Look, I, I know I've been a reference for you before, but you do realize we are going through some pretty significant technical issues right now. Mm-hmm. I'm, I do not want to talk to new customers about my experience right now. <laughs> and you yeah. don't want me talking to potential customers about my experience. Just make yeah. sure you're keeping up to date on that kind of stuff. Yeah,
1: yeah, that's really important. Oh man, yep.
0: Yeah. And
1: how do we think to not do this uh, as a once-off, once in a while? How can we build this into our our yeah, routine and build this into our way of working? So one of the
0: ways that that I love to to build sort of an advocacy program, one of the ways that mm-hmm. I love to build an advocacy program is to use yep. orchestration. We've talked about it before on this pod. If, you come, if you've come to Impact Academy, you know what orchestration is. We generally use this for expansion, and that's the primary use for orchestration, which is to let cust- let our existing customers know that when they hit a particular milestone or key event, that if there's an associated expansion opportunity with that, then we'll talk about adding that to their account. You can use the same orchestration framework for advocacy. Mm, Yeah. So we can say, hey, when you get to this point, when you achieve this goal, when this key event happens, when this progress milestone is hit, I'm going to ask you to leave us a review. You're not there yet. We haven't proven value to you. You, I'm not going to ask you to do that right now. But when we get to that point, I'll ask you, and hopefully, if I do my job, you'll be more than happy to do that. Is that fair? Mm. And they'll say, of course. And then you move on. And then when you get to that point, you bring it up. Mm. And of course, now it's not just something that's out of the blue. It's expected. They remember the conversation and the ask goes over much, much better. And mm. your participation is going to go up significantly. So that's using orchestration in that way around, around advocacy is a really powerful yeah. technique. I think that's
1: super powerful. I think you also shared to me, we talked about it earlier, another thing you can do to basically set things up, make it easier to do this ask.
0: Yeah, there's a couple of things that, that I, I like to do. One is where possible, we want to keep track of whether a customer sort of used or, or consumed any form of advocacy mm. In making their decision to become our customer, yeah. did they read? it? It's
1: quite common that you get asked to to share a reference that they can talk to or something like that, right? You, Absolutely. You, yeah. Uh, we, so we need to keep track of that in the customer.
0: Keep yeah. track of that, and obviously that's good just from a kind of understanding, like the process the customer went through to to become our customer and all of that, but. We can actually use it later on when we're going to make that advocacy ask of them. We Mm. can say, hey, do you remember how important it was that you read like unbiased review before you made the decision on which CRM product to use? You told me how important that was. Let's say, yeah. You say, I think it would be really great if you could also leave us a review to help other people trying to make a buying decision. I'm not going to try to influence you in one way or the other about like what to put, but I just think that would be really helpful to others. And of course it'd be helpful to us. I think it would be helpful to others. And that's something that by reminding them that this was important to them, you can help. And so that goes back to them wanting to share their story. And so you bring that together. And then just another trick that we use is it's not, we're not tricking the customer, but it's just a a technique (laughs) A strategy is what we call graduated advocacy asks. And that's just basically saying we start small Mm. at some key event. We'll say, could you give us a quote for our website? And if they do that, great. We move on. Some time goes by. We get to another key event, not the next one, but we get to some other key event down the road. Mm. And by the way, we've orchestrated this and we say, all right, so you guys just did this awesome thing. I think that would make a great case study. So now we do that. And then later on down the road, we get, we say, this is, you guys are doing great. Would love it if you would lead a panel at our upcoming event. So now we're just like building on that. We're we're having larger, more intense asks over time and mm. going back to consistency and commitment, the likelihood of them doing these things over over the life cycle as our customer is only going to, is only going to improve because of that consistency and commitment that we're invoking. So this is we're just scratching the surface on all of the really okay. cool stuff that we can do with advocacy. But hopefully, Johan, hopefully we've made the case for like why this uh, is important for customer success organizations to to take yes. ownership of. And
1: also why what the value is from, from the customer side here as well. Exactly. Exactly. Well, yeah, well, hopefully we actually
0: answered the question, right? Yes. For once. Once. No, but I, <laughs> hey, no, I think we
1: did. It's yeah. progress. But let's just summarize in our three, three main takeaways. So I think first of all here, we need
0: to engage the successful customers and get them to participate. I think that's number one. Absolutely. Number two would be implement a tracking system to measure the referral traffic and all the places that people are coming in from advocacy. If for no other reason, then so we can use it later to motivate action with customers we want to become advocates right and i think last but not least here you need
1: to operationalize this to get advocacy going we shared two examples here of of processes you can use orchestration being one and the graduated ask as number two
0: hey lincoln here again okay so you made it to the end of this conversation on advocacy that's awesome If you want to go even deeper on this subject, remember that our two-week intensive advocacy program at Impact Academy starts November 27th, 2023. The link to sign up is in the show notes for this episode, and I hope to see you there.
1: Hey, thanks for listening. Do you want to bring your customer success to the next level? Check out Impact Academy. We have training programs for customer success managers and for leaders in customer success. (music) you. <music>